As I was just thinking sort of what to do for the time and space we have this morning, I want us to bring uh, to the story of the Magi. And the story of the Magi is quite beautiful. And I'm going to read this passage for us together, and then we're going to spend some time reflecting on it. It says, after listening to the king, and again, which king was this? Does anyone remember? Herod, right? And Herod was trying to trick them. Herod was trying to deceive them and use them to his own advantage. It says, after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasure, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And I want to read us a poem that reflects on the beauty of this passage. And the poem is called The Gift. And it's by a, a poet named William Carlos Williams. And so listen to this. As the wise men of old brought gifts guided by a star to the humble birthplace of the God of love, the devils, as an old print shows, retreated and confusion. What could a baby know of gold ornaments, of frankincense and myrrh, of priestly robes and devout genuflections? But the imagination knows all stories before they are told and knows the truth of this one past all deflection. The rich gifts, so unsuitable for a child, though devoutly proffered, stood for all that love can bring. The men were old. How could they know of a mother's needs or a child's appetite? But as they kneeled, the child was fed. They saw it and gave praise. A miracle had taken place. Hard gold to love, a mother's milk, before their wondering eyes, the ass braid, the cattle load, it was their nature. All men, by their nature, give praise. It's all they can do. The very devils, by their flight, give praise. What is death beside this? Nothing. The wise men came with gifts and bowed down to worship this perfection. Amen? And something that really hit me as I was reading this poem is a couple phrases. And the first one is that all men, all humans by their nature give praise. It's all they can do. And that's really the posture of our lives, isn't it? Everything we put our time and efforts and energy towards is what we worship, what we praise, what we celebrate. And we see that in this story, the wise men, the magi, came with gifts and bowed down to worship this perfection. 
Now, it's, it's pretty mind-blowing when you think about this, isn't it? That you have a bunch of magi. Now, there is probably more than three. I know we have the three wise men in the songs we like to sing. There is most likely more than three, even though there was three gifts. And, and they're coming from quite a journey. They're not Orient men. They were most likely from modern-day Iran, actually. And they would have known some of the prophecies of Numbers 14 and were looking for a star to be guided by that star where a, a king, a scepter, would be raised up to rule the nations. And so these magi come, and when you think about the circumstance, they come to an unknown place in some obscure little setting to this little baby, and what is their immediate posture and what is their immediate action? What do they do? They kneel, they bow down, they worship, they start giving all these affluent gifts of a king. And so there's something radically strange that is going on in this story. And, and the Magi really create a framework for us to then follow, for us to emulate, for us to celebrate together. And so what I want to do just for our time this morning is to take three of these postures of the wise men, of the magi, and just practice them together this morning. And so the, the first posture that they take is that the gift they have to King Jesus is praise. And so we see how God directed the magi in the supernatural way. What was it? It was a star in the sky, right? And, and they rejoiced with this inexpressible, uh, abounding joy, not because of the star, not because they realized as astrologers and astronomers that things they were discovering were coming true, but because they realized where the star would take them. It would take them to the king. And their joy was centered in the privilege of worshiping King Jesus. And so we're going to create some space now uh, just for us to do the same. And so I'm going to invite you, uh, we are going to spend a few minutes just praising King Jesus. And we've been looking at a lot of different titles and themes, especially through the Gospel of John, of what Jesus could be prayed for. But I want you to just think of your own experiences, and even in the moment of this morning, what is it you want to praise Jesus for? What do you want to gift him with, with your words of praise? So I'm going to leave this space open, then I'm going to close it with prayer. And so you can yell loud if you want me. I can bring a mic to you, but let's just do that together. As I've said many times, if there was nothing else what Christ had done for me, then die for me. That would have been way more than I could ask or think. One of the things I've been focusing on in the last few days is another thing that he did to, to me. He took a redneck farmer and paired him up with a beautiful person of culture raised in Japan and raised to love and serve God. And for 46 years now, my Dorothy has been one precious thing in my life. Thank you, God.
Let's move to another posture of the Magi. So the first one is giving praise, this beautiful acknowledgement that they realized who Jesus was. And what's wild is even though they didn't realize the fullness of who Jesus was, they still stepped down and worship. And even though we could never fathom the fullness of who Jesus is, we still worship him for who we know him to be. But in response to this praise, they also had uh, quite a physical expression towards Jesus. And they had a sense of abandonment, of sacrifice. And it tells us, in going into the house, they saw a child with Mary, his mother. And again, they fell down. It's quite a sight to behold when you think about it. A bunch of prestigious men who had traveled um, from far off lands to come to an infant and to fall down before him. And what a powerful picture of true worship, amen? He's grown dignified and respected men to the young Jesus with his mother and in humble and utter abandonment, they fall on their faces and worship. And so what I wanna do for this time is, is if you're able, I'm gonna invite you to get on your knees if you're not able, you could have a posture maybe of having your hands out and forward. But I, I want us just to come this morning into a posture of, of sacrifice, a posture of abandonment, a posture of giving all things to Jesus. And as we come into that posture, I'm just going to pray some prayers of reflection where I, I want us to suspend some moments in time Reflecting on what are we called to give up to this king? What, what are we called to serve and what capacity towards him? So if you're able, um, you can come to your knees like the Magi. If you're not able, I invite you just to extend your arms, whatever it may look like for you. But let's just get in that posture together. But I'm just going to lead us into a time of prayer and reflection. And so... Just engage the Holy Spirit in, in conversing with, with Jesus about this posture of abandonment. So gracious God, we come before you. And we acknowledge first and foremost who you are as King. And Lord, we know in response to that, we must too, like the Magi, come before you and giving everything to you because you are worthy. And so, Lord, we ask you to examine our hearts, to examine our lives, and, Lord, reveal anything that we must abandon to you, that we must give up to glorify you, to worship you. And so, Lord, speak to us now, we pray. Lord, we come bowed before you because you are worthy. And Lord, we, we long to live in light of your worthiness, of your worth, of your value. And so we pray that you would teach us to worship correctly. And so all the things that we, we do and we say 
that is misplaced worship, Lord, I pray that you would bring us into correction to worship you, the true and living God. And that all the things that we place value and worth in in this world that will leave us empty, that will disappoint us, that will bring harm to ourselves and even harm to others. Lord, we pray that you would empower us by your spirit to rid ourselves of those things and to center our worship on you, knowing that as we do so, we are living according to your will and according to your purposes and according to what we were created for. And so we bow before you, knowing that you will change us, that you will transform us for your glory and for your good. And so, gracious God, may this be a posture today that reminds us of what Christmas is about. Lord, bowing before a king who is so worthy of our praise. We thank you, gracious God. Amen. Amen. This third posture is one of adoration. And as the Magi come before King Jesus and they see the star and they realize the significance of this birth and as they bow before him and worship, realizing his kingship, it says, then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And again, are those gifts to bring to a baby shower? <laughs> Makes no sense. Well, well, maybe gold. I guess people would be pretty happy with gold at a baby shower, but it, it's, it's not making sense for the needs of this child and the needs of this family. There's something else going on. And real Christmas worship, then, involves this clear and accurate appreciation for who Christ is, along with a response. In other words, to simply treat and acknowledge Jesus for who he is without actually responding to it is fruitless. And this is why that Christmas hymn says, Oh, come, let us adore him. We respond in adoration for who he is. And so let's allow the revelation of all he is to evoke a response of all we are in true Christmas worship. And so I'm going to ask this question that I want you just to ponder for a, a, a few moments. What will it take in my life for me to truly adore him this Christmas? And so I'm just going to invite you to pray and bow and pray as individuals. I'll leave a few moments of silence just for you to contemplate this question. But what will it take in my life for me to truly adore him this Christmas? What is the response that God is calling you to? So let's just pray that together. God, we come before you asking the question, what, what gift could we give to the creator of the universe? 
Lord, it's such a fruitful question, a fruitless question. Lord, I'm even reminded just of of how hard it is to to buy gifts for your parents and even uh, the people that can buy anything for themselves, how hard it is to gift for them. And you as the creator of the world, how hard it is to even fathom what kind of gift we could ever bring to you. And yet you have called us to show our love and adoration and worship and praise to you by being living sacrifices, by laying down our lives for your glory and for your purposes. And so, Lord, we come before you this morning uh, in confession. In confession, first of all, we could never fathom what we owe you. Lord, we know the debt is far too grand and yet you have paid it for us to welcome us into your presence. And there's no gift we could give you that could ever make up or add to that. So Lord, we thank you for the gift of you, Jesus, coming to this earth to die on the cross for our sins. But Lord, in response to that, we can live lives of adoration. We can live lives that are transformed by what you have accomplished in your life, death, burial, and resurrection. And so we come to you desiring to be living sacrifices for your glory. And so we pray that as you have spoken to us this morning, that you would continue to speak to us about what you're calling us to, the purpose you have for our lives, the character you're calling us to develop, the people you desire us to be and the people you desire us to serve. Give us your Holy Spirit of insight and wisdom and guidance so that this can become even more full in our lives. We thank you, God, and we thank you from a posture of adoration. The the simple gift that we can muster up of praise to our worthy King. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to invite the team back up, and we're going to continue singing together. Uh, my prayer for us is that as we, we go from here even this morning, that the Christmas celebration, again, our focus would be on what gifts and praise and worship and sacrifice are we called to make to King Jesus, who is worthy of it all. Amen.